It's a heavy one, too. It's a big one. It's like the whole... It's the passion narrative, but it's actually... I don't know if you know this. This is the short version. This is actually the shortened version of it. We could have been sitting here a lot longer reading that story. And I don't know if that's a terrible thing, but I'll admit... I don't know if you guys have used this, maybe your professions. Uh, Alice has used this at the Edge House, the Enneagram. I am a seven on the Enneagram, which is a joyful, totally appropriate, gluttonous, well, that's unfair, but true also. Um, extroverted, like a really excitable person, a person who likes to like things. The enthusiast is the nickname they have. And I am an enthusiast. I like to like things. So admittedly, for me, I love today because it's Palm Sunday. It's a triumphant entry into the city. Wave your palms like you do care. There it is. Yes. I love it. I joke with little ones. I'm like, I want tennis elbow at the end of the day when you're done waving these palms. But it's also Passion Sunday. It's Palm Passion Sunday because, and I don't know if this is fair, of people who attend church. But it's said that y'all only attend, most people attend church just on Sundays. So that means if they're just getting Sundays and they're just getting the Palm Sunday and the resurrection. They're just getting parties. We need to tell them that Jesus died. Who here is surprised that Jesus died? Show of hands. No, I, I know. But we, we do need to hear that. I, I don't disagree at all. But I admit, the reason I don't disagree with that, because I'm like, well, Jesus is a big deal. On his own. What do you need? Of course he died. Of course he comes back. We know this. There's a church. We've existed for thousands of years. Of course we gather. But I have to remember that the time they're waving these palms, if we're remembering this story, they don't know what's coming. In fact, what they think is coming is this Messiah. This one who's going to change the world. So they're waving their palms in excitement. I'm like, let's get it. Let's wave our palms. Let's get excited. Because we know who Jesus is. We have that advantage of time, all this stuff behind us. We know what this means. But at the time, is that what they thought? I think Jesus, maybe this Palm Sunday, Passion Sunday is fair, because it goes within a reading, just worship time, snap of a finger goes from, yay, he's here, to crucify him. If you don't come on Thursday and Friday, you don't get why they're saying crucify him. And I think the main reason is expectations. What they think he's going to do. We set it from the back. This is the one who is to come. This is it. We're super excited. This is the son of, who is it? He's the son of who? God, and they said in that line, David, you got it. Tweens get it. Fourth, fifth, and sixth graders. That's my group. No, I'm just, he's like, son of David. Son of David is a big term. And they would have had tons of expectations, fair and unfair, of what it means to be the son of David. If you attended my excellent Advent class, Advent seems so long ago, but um, when Jesus was born, now they're crucifying him. Good Lord happens like that um we talked about david can you all know who david is show of hands who knows who david is good good 
You know that he's, he's the one from the story that uh, at least does that thing with the slingshot, you know, kills Goliath. You also know he's a king. You also know he becomes a king at some point. You also know there's that Bathsheba gate scandal. He's not perfect. He's like, there's a full story. He's the first full character in scriptures that makes mistakes, full of trouble. But one of the things you may not know, David's like the second king. The first king, they like this king at first, and they sing songs about this king, Saul. They say, Saul's killed his thousands! Woo! That's warped. But that's kind of what you want in a king, right? You want him to grow the kingdom. You want him to win battles. You want him to be like a battle-hardened hero. Pretty soon, Saul hates David because David not only kills Goliath, but people start saying, Saul's killed his thousands! David's killed his tens of thousands! Did you guys know that? David. Hi, God! Grows up to be a warrior. Not just a warrior, a warrior poet. Plays on a on a little, little, what's it say? A liar. A liar. He plays songs. We can go through the Psalms all day and see songs about, written by David. David's not just killing people with a sword, but he's writing songs about how good God is. And he dances, and he's just a free-spirited, ruddy, handsome, beautiful king. And people are like, the son of David is coming? Ah! Ah! David's coming! Oh my gosh! The son of David, he's only going to be more interesting, more charming. He's going to be a bigger, like, he's going to kill hundreds of thousands of people. Hmm. I don't know if that fits Jesus that well. I, don't, I really don't know. I would wonder if your expectations are that he's coming, David's coming. When the kingdom was at its greatest was when David was king. David's killed tens of thousands. David, the warrior poet, is coming. We're going to be restored. Because who are the people that Jesus is serving? Are the people of Israel who have been contained by Rome. Conquered by Rome. Rome actually is the real people in charge. So when Jesus shows up, what are the people who are cheering for him, hoping he'll do? Run the Romans gone. Get rid of them. In fact, like David, bring out that cool sword, ride a big horse, come in here and chop off Pilate's head, and heck, while you're at it, do it to Herod. Herod's a false king. He shouldn't be king. Get rid of him too. And then after that, we can ride to Rome, and you can chop off the next bunch of heads, and you're just, you're the son of David. Ah! Yeah, I know. I know. It is funny. It is I really think David is incredible, which is why, listen to me tell Bible stories. This is what happens. They're looking forward to this son of David, and what they get is Jesus. Who here remembers in Holy Week the part where Jesus kills all those people? I'm preaching to the choir now. Right? It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. And then... Um, I'm sure at some point Jesus is going to argue with Pilate and master him, really beat him with his wit and his charm and charisma. Didn't happen. He flips tables. That's, that's cool. But that's the extent of it. In fact, instead of answering questions with all of his wisdom, he asks more questions. He performs miracles. In fact, he does all these things that the Messiah is supposed to do. 
Okay, he rides a colt, he rides a donkey, he comes in through the gate that David's descendant is supposed to come into. This is good. He's the son of David. He's from the city of David. Exactly, it's from Bethlehem. This is good, this is good. But no point. In fact, you know what I heard when he was arrested? One of his disciples pulled a sword out and lopped off an ear of a guard to try to protect Jesus. And Jesus said it away. Not that Davidy. David would have chopped that guy's head off. David would have done a cool thing. But instead, like I told the preschoolers, Jesus models self-control and says, whoa, put the sword away. More than that, he goes to the person who lost his ear and he touches it. And what does he do? Heals him. It's not that David. He, he's kind of like David. I get that he's fulfilling a lot of prophecies, but he could do a lot more head cutting off, like David, collecting trophies of those he's conquered. See, I wonder if we're that different. All of us came here today. We get these palms, and I get really excited. Include me in this. I'm like, wave those palms do it. It's exciting. But are we waiting for the one that does mean to turn the world upside down nonviolently? Am I open to this king of kings, this prince of peace, this good shepherd, this great leader who's nothing that I want? We still try to elect strong people, right? Still try to, but you know, statistically, the tallest person usually wins the presidency. It's weird, right? Why do we want these big leaders? Why do we want this? Why do we want this strength and the ability to hurt our enemies? Because that's really what we're hoping for. We're like, pretty soon, pretty soon things will get fixed. And you know what, what the first thing to fix is, is the people I can't stand. This table's set for them and you. Jesus is not the leader that we want. Jesus is not the king that we want. He's this one that is better, that we need. You, like I, might be confused of what we're waving these palms for, what we're going to show up for next Sunday for a resurrection, who's coming out of that tomb. We really don't know who that person is unless we experience this fullness of Holy Week and experience the fullness of life embodied in this holy week of excitement, exuberance, triumph as he enters the city. Move to challenge and questions and maybe talking about him. What's he going to do next? Is he, when does he take the throne? When does he pick up a sword? To his betrayal, to heartbreak, to us going, he's not not what I thought he was. You get to hear those stories throughout Monday, Thursday, on Good Friday. I will encourage all of you, if you can't attend, we're online. You can watch it at your leisure. But really hear the story because then you understand who we're waving these palms for. Why we still celebrate despite the people. Somebody asked the other night, are the people who wave the palms the same people who said crucify him? I said, based on geographical restrictions, shouldn't there have been somebody there to say, don't crucify him, he's the son of David? They didn't want that. 
Do we want that? Do we want that Prince of Peace? Do we want that Good Shepherd? Do we want that one that sees our enemies and goes, they are children worthy of love and respect, and through them I'm going to change the world. Through you I'm going to change the world. We have that capacity. One who doesn't cut people's heads off with a sword, but willing to offer his own neck and say, I am willing to take this because it's not right. There's no reality where this is good to hurt your neighbor. I don't think you guys are just going to show up on Sunday. That's my, my rugged optimism. I think on Good Friday, on Monday, Thursday, we can hear the whole story and we understand who we're celebrating comes back from the dead to say, I love you no matter what. So, that's my synthesis for the week. Is that we need to know who, where hoping comes back. We need to be excited about who's coming. The true Prince of Peace. If you want to know who that person is, I'll see you on Thursday. Amen.